Good morning, good morning. Morning, folks. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Jason here. Hope you're all awesome and well. Hey, good evening to you, Kevin, all the way from Florida. Good to see you on this morning. Sonia, early birds uh, over here. Morning for us, evening for you, Kevin. Great, uh, great to have you all on this morning. Adjust my chair. Feel a bit low. Alison, how are we? Hey, uh, wasn't around yesterday. My uh, my daughter graduated, so I was off to the graduation, which was uh, which was kind of cool. Two down, one to go, on the home stretch, folks. <laughs> With the children, hope you're all awesome and well. While things are warming up, I'll do the quick intros and uh, bits and pieces. Jason Whitmore's name. Uh, most of you know that, and if you don't, let us know. Say hello as a newbie in the chat. Um, let us know where you're coming in from. Where are you joining us uh, from on the live today? We've been Wealth Coffee chatting for a while now as a crew. You know, some people who are pretty keen and motivated and uh, focused on creating some wealth with real estate. So uh, welcome along. I've been property investing well over 20 years. I think it's 25 or something. I was doing the math the other day. Coaching property investors uh, for 20 years as well. And um, along the way, done a few things that have worked, done a few things that have not worked uh, and uh, paid attention and uh, each day try and, you know, share a little bit of that with you guys. David's coming uh, just from up the road, Redland Bay. Hey, good spot there, David. Hope it's all going well up your neck of the woods. We're on our, we're on the run, aren't we, to... uh, to Christmas time, and um, hopefully you've got some uh, plans in place. I have some quiet ones for myself, I think. Uh, hang around with the fam. But today, today I thought we might talk about uh, a little something interestingly interesting. Um, some stats that uh, I was looking at, some info, some data of recent times. Wrote myself a pretty interesting little headline today. My little headline: uh, What? person household, what number of person household grew by 300%. Ah, I just realized I spelt by wrong too. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, tell me. Oh, Lee's all the way from Tassie. Hey, Lee. Good to see you. Tell me, what number person household do you think that grew the most in percentage uh, over, the, over the pandemic while the rest shrunk, folks? Shrunk, went down in percentages. Now it wasn't a massive percent; three hundred percent increase is uh, is me writing a dramatic headline. Uh, what number of household formation? The number of people who live in that household, which grew. What do you guys think? Um, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, we might have a population boom, Alison. What do you think? Um, that'd probably be useful for Australia. Our natural population growth has been declining for decades. Um, interesting. Uh, three number of people in a household. Three. Kelly says one. Anyone else want to chuck a guess out there? Uh, well, in the interest of time, we shall we shall reveal the answer. Uh, and Kelly, you get the prize. Uh, it's one one person's household uh, grew by um, you know three percent total, which was a three hundred percent growth according to my uh, dramatic headline. Um, but, folks, 
you know, that is pretty significant when it comes to the, you know, the change in rental style. Now, what reason do you guys think the, you know, that might have might have happened? Um, do any of you have some thoughts or pontifications on why some of those reasons or would have occurred? Well, um, let's chuck a few out there. Number one, uh, for many people, they didn't want to share anymore. Okay, sharing concerns, they didn't want to share. They wanted to be in control of their circumstance, their area, especially if they had to work from home. Okay, uh, work from home became a thing, became a thing, and it was pretty important for people to be able to do that, keep their jobs economically, whatever it might be. You know, those things for many people became a little something. Um, less socialising, less friends, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be around people, etc. cetera, right, um, as, as we go along. Um, what other reasons might have been uh, in there, you know, for some people might have been the idea that, you know, they wanted to be closer or maybe even further away. Uh, location might have been a thing, location. They didn't want to be locked down, let's say, in a uh, a location away from the infrastructure. You know, many people are only allowed to go five kilometres from where they lived or whatever that might be, especially Melbourne, especially Melbourne. So, you know, if they wanted to visit friends and family, uh, they wanted to go to the gym, they wanted to get outside, they wanted to be near the river, the the ocean, the things... So location played a part, right? Location played an important part of that, they, the, the location where they could, um, you know, work from, live uh, in a very small circle. So, but the third one, you know, for me, could have been dollars, could have been price. Maybe it was cheaper um, to do that for the outcome. And certainly we saw in places like Melbourne, um, predominantly in Australia, um, what did we see? Tell me in the chat, what did we see the rental prices do for the first time in my whole entire investing career? In my first time in 25 years, this is the first time I've ever seen this. What happened to the average rents in Melbourne compared to the average prices in Melbourne over lockdown? Tell me, what, what, what happened there, folks? Put that in the chat for me. The first time I've ever seen this. Um, so uh, that's pretty interesting. Something new. There's always something new we can. Uh, um, um, the prices, the values doubled, Donna, but the rents actually went, folks, average rents went down. Rents dropped, especially in Melbourne. Now, there was extenuating circumstances in Melbourne. The longest lockdown in the world, right? The longest lockdown in the world. Um you know, aggressive policies by the government, et cetera, et cetera. And if you ask a few Victorians, there'd probably be a fair bit of, a fair few expletives going on. Uh, rents went down, rents went down, but the prices went up and prices absolutely went ballistic and spastic. You guys know we've got some supply chain issues. We've got supply problems in our construction world, you know, there is literally not enough supply coming to 
to the market. And uh, we've been sharing that for quite a while. You know, only the, the, only, the government's only clicking in right now. Uh, people, I mean, I've been talking about this for years. I've been seeing it coming. Maybe they should reach out and let me know if I can help. Maybe they wouldn't listen anyway. I wouldn't waste my breath. But uh, let's have a look at what happened for, you know, by and large, um, or what is happening with the types of properties. Which ones are growing when it comes to houses? Uh, They're all growing when it comes to the rents. Uh, However, right now we're seeing the rents grow in houses or the number of bedrooms in houses, you know, four and five bedroom houses. So we're seeing a little bit of a, we're seeing a little bit of a, a return, uh, not necessarily a return, an increase in the the acceleration, the percentage dollar value of growth of different types of rentals or rental bedrooms in um, in the world. So that's pretty that's pretty understandable. Uh, and the question is, you know, hey, this is what happened. You know, one betters one betters went up while. You know, the quantity, now this is the quantity of these other types of or these other formations of households went down statistically. Um, we, we've seen the rents in, um, this is of recent times, in September, rents of four and five bedroom houses, you know, being the, the most, but we're still, you wouldn't complain if it was seven or 9%, would you, um, for uh, your rental growth would you would you complain if your rental growth was seven percent no that would be amazing amazing normally we 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 look at rental growth over a year of between three and five percent right so this is good rental growth as well folks um, if you have a look that's year on year uh, and then quarter on quarter so but again tell me <laughs> yeah the night shifts can be long can't they Jeff tell me what do you think? Before I reveal in the unit apartment space, what number of bedrooms has had the most growth when it comes to the rental growth as well? Rental growth in the number of bedrooms on average across the nation. National growth. All right, chuck that in the chat. What do you think? Yep, yeah, 7% double your money in 10 years. Uh, Jeff, That's it's crazy, crazy good growth. For many of us... Um, you know we're going to see we're going to see plenty plenty of rental growth over the next 3 to 5 years folks plenty of rental growth it's going to be it's going to be good the cost of money is up we know we have to increase our rental income to cover the cost of that money that's just the way it's going to be jeff says three betters let's do the big reveal well interestingly enough check this out 11% uh, winner, winner, come in chicken dinner. <laughs> uh, next up, three three betters, Jeff, and this is the pretty interesting thing. Why do you guys think those two formations um, have grown the most? Have a think about this. Tell me, what about one betters and three betters? Um, and you know, eight percent's nothing to sneeze at. By the way, folks, is it eight percent is nothing to sneeze at when it comes to rental growth? But why would, you know, these percentages, 11 and 10%, why are we seeing the marketplace grow a little bit better in those two ends, ends of the market? Interestingly enough, this is quarter on quarter. 
4% rental growth. That's pretty damn fine, folks, for the one betters in the last quarter, okay? Because this is where we're going to see growth. When budgets get stretched, what do people do? Yeah, 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 because you can down you can downgrade, you can downsize from a two to one and, uh, you know, save some money maybe, all right? Um, they're harder to find, dead right. Sonia, this is three betters, um, and we, myself and Sam, invest in good three betters. We, we like the three betters as well um, in some of our mix of our portfolio, you know. The three bed is the most undersupplied piece of apartment real estate um, in the whole mix. Um, I can't remember the percentage, but I think it was like 2% of the market. Um, you know, this is like 12% and then the rest is made up by two betters. Um, and, you know, not all two betters are made the same, you know, as, as you go. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly, Alison. Yep. But, you know, you buy a, a large, high-quality one better and you actually end up with quite a, quite a lot, um, quite a premium on the margin or the rental you can get as well. So this is really interesting. As investors, as property investors, we go, okay, well, what is the future? What does our future look like when it comes to our properties? And, you know, will I get growth, capital growth? Will I get rental growth? Can I transform those properties into something better into the future? All good questions. Um, and, um, yeah, there's three betters for sure. You can work from home. You could share with two people and have an office. You know, they're a little bit more functional potentially. Um, very interesting. Very interesting to say the least as we go along. So for us, you know, like Alison said, you know, buying a much nicer one better, and I know the property Alison has purchased, um, in an amazing location with, with super high quality fittings, fit outs and fittings and whatever it might be, um, can be very beneficial both in the location, the quality and the income, okay? So, you know, right now if we have a look at, you know, let's look at the values of, of apartments when it comes to the difference or the, the rent, you know, this is pretty interesting across um, the difference between September 21 and September 22, the change uh, across all of the cities is pretty significant. You know, other than Canberra, slowing down a little bit, you know, they're all double digit, that 10% plus growth in our rentals. And I think that'll be even, even I think we'll see 10% as well uh, in the coming year. So how's that affecting values? Well, what's going on with the values, folks? We've got some fantastic rental growth in apartments. Now, what do you think? Into the future, let's have a look at these two together, houses and apartments. You know, the average rental pricing of the average of the, of a house, you know, when you look at location rent growth to cover our costs, uh, people affordability, I think that some of the growth coming from, let's say, the apartment space, 
for rents are going to be are going to be accelerated because of affordability. You know, a house like a house rent being eight or nine hundred dollars going up another twenty percent for affordability is pretty hard. Where if your apartment rent is five hundred, five fifty, that going up twenty percent from a dollar point of view can work. So interesting times ahead, folks. But there's a premium right now. At the end of the day, absolutely it does, Sharon. We get rental growth, and that's a precursor often to value growth as well. Uh, and, ha- and just talking of value, this is uh, here's one I prepared earlier, Sharon. Um, you know, have a look at the difference, the percentage difference uh, in, in dollar, or over here now in July. This is the, the most recent one I could find. Um, you know, have a look at the percentage difference in the world of apartments versus houses, which is pretty interesting as well. Not only, you know, the other rents are attractive, the values are attractive as well. So what does that all mean to us? Well, if you are in your in your world of buying and purchasing, you're in your acquisition phase right now, team, well, you might have a certain budget, 600, 700, maybe 500. And uh, with house prices growing, if you want to be located better near infrastructure and other things that you want, walkable neighbourhoods, etc., third places and spaces, those, those sorts of things which are really important, Sam talks about all the time, you know, maybe some apartments are going to be, uh, you know, interesting to look at, a good choice potentially as you grow your portfolio. Potentially, you don't want to be further away from the city, the beach, the infrastructure, all right? So that was pretty interesting, I thought, because many investors, you know, put their nose up at a, a one-bedroom one property and go, it, it's not for me. The right one in the right spot, you know, can perform quite nicely. Anyway, there you go. Does it mean apartments are better than houses? No. Does it mean houses are better than townhouses? No. It's a mix of types of properties for whatever reason and what you're looking to achieve into the future. So uh, as you go, yeah. Yeah, boom, Alison. You know, a good quality one better can get you off and running. That is for sure one one thing to consider. All right, that's it, folks. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Um, it's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Join me for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Andy Fenton and I are about to relaunch uh, Wealth, Wine and Wisdom in the coming weeks. We'll let you know when that is. We'll be back at it Friday afternoons for a cheeky wine and a debrief of the week. But um, that's it from me, folks. You guys have a good Thursday. And remember, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. You've got to buy well and do not sell. It's going to take some time. Be patient. Get yourself a good coach and go the distance. All right, folks. Take care. Bye for now. Join me tomorrow. Remember, same time, same bat channel.